Relationships can and will hurt, but those that we create consciously, even with that pain, will be the best part of your life that you can create. Hi, hope you're well. This is PD at the Art of Self-Development. This episode is for everyone interested in ideas and practical tools to develop the most useful skills for yourself and for the people you care about. This one is on fear of intimacy, or fear of love, as it is sometimes called, because that kind of is what it is. And this is a condition that psychologists can tell you a lot about, that some people have a real problem with, but it really is something that most of us deal with or have dealt with or will deal with throughout our lives in one way or another to some degree or measure. Because love hurts, we know that. You've probably felt it yourself more than once, if you've ever been open to it. And I think it's useful to destigmatize that a little bit. Because when we think of being afraid of intimacy, or being afraid of love even, it's easy to think of that as something abnormal, as a weakness really. Because who would be afraid of that? Who would do things strategically in his or her life to disqualify oneself from the greatest things there are? That doesn't make any sense on the face of it. And yet, so many of us do it in so many ways. So fear of intimacy is a real thing, and it's not a weakness. It is something to be worked on, to really open up and get the biggest rewards in life that only come through relationships. that are bigger than any personal success or any amount of money or things that you can accumulate. Fear of love is justified, because we've all been betrayed in one way or another. And psychologists usually link that to the way we grew up, when we were very young, and to the kind of attachment that we formed with our parents. Because the healthy way that allows us later in life to feel secure in who we are, to have a healthy self-identity, to have good self-esteem and and to be confident as we go about our lives, that generally gets developed through good parenting, which not everyone has. That is, the kind that is supportive, where your parents give you what you need without giving you too much, without being overbearing or controlling or anxious, and at the same time giving you just the right amount. Not more, not less. And we're all kind of on a spectrum there, with the ones being very much on either end of the spectrum that will really stand out in their ability or, or inability to form good relationships. It might go as far as not being able to form relationships at all, or even friendships. Because fear of love typically is closely associated with, although it is not the same, it can be likened to social anxiety, but it is more fundamental than that. It is a fear of opening up, 
of allowing other people to connect emotionally. Something that, if you haven't had that in your formative years, can become very difficult and very scary. So typically this particular problem has its roots in our childhood, but it can kind of develop or partially develop later in life as we learn that relationships can be painful, that they in fact often are in many ways, if we are not prepared for it. So allowing other people to come really close enough to hurt us, if they choose to, does take some courage. And sometimes it is useful to think of the other fear on the other end, that is fear of being alone, or of not connecting, or not being able to connect, that sometimes gives us a better perspective. Because as nice as it would be, if we all directed our lives based on what we want, rather than on what we don't want, if we could go towards things rather than run away, that's often not how it works. So if there's something painful that we don't want to happen, considering that in the decision-making can be particularly useful just to have that balance. And it can be a game-changer just to realize that being afraid is not a weakness. We are all afraid of things that we've had bad experiences with, that caused us pain. And the willingness to acknowledge our fear and to face it really is an act of courage. And the decision to be more open to people and to relationships and to create the best ones we can means taking calculated, reasonable risk, not much more. And every time you make that decision, that gives you a lot of strength. It gives you a lot of control, something we should never give up. Especially in relationships, the idea often is, if we enter one, we give our control, we cede it to another person, so that we lose the control that we have when we are single, and then we give much or most of our power over our lives to someone else. And that idea is scary. And that doesn't need to happen. Because when two people meet, when we form relationships with another person who may not be quite there yet in terms of maturity, because none of us are, but who's on the path and who wants to create something better, to work together, to negotiate, and even to fight when our wills clash, that is the path to really creating a relationship that is better than being single can ever be. And yes, there will be pain involved. I think most of us have the idea, or have had the idea, that one day that perfect someone will arrive and everything from that on will be smooth sailing. There will be no fights. And of course that won't happen. And it almost shouldn't happen. Because that kind of relationship would prevent any growth. It is unreal and unhelpful because it would make you weaker, not stronger, less mature rather than more. 
The real strength in relationships lies in reciprocity, in mutuality, in working together, making compromises, negotiating, trying to do what you can for the other person, while they will make sure they don't have unreasonable requirements. And you should both do that. That is the way to go about a relationship. It's about facing things and differences when they appear, because they are the food for the growth. They are not something to be feared, even though that is the way we often see it. We try to hide conflict. We try to avoid it whenever we can, which might seem on the face of it that it helps, because there is no conflict. But what happens is the conflict is there, it's just unexpressed. It goes underground, becomes uncontrollable, and turns into resentment. And when that happens, or you have that idea, at the mere thought of a relationship, this is when we should ask, am I really immature, or am I really oppressed, or have been? Because the answer to the question will give you the clues to what needs to happen for a meaningful relationship to occur. Because it is about taking more responsibility, not blaming the other person. It is about learning to be assertive. The right balance, the center point between being passive and being aggressive, where you make sure that you are heard, that you communicate clearly and respectfully, and you're willing to come to compromise, that'll work for both of you. And cultivating that assertiveness really is important. It's overcoming the natural cowardice that oftentimes we have that will prevent us from dealing with differences and then feeling like a victim, which will never make things better for anyone. Relationships at least the mature ones, they are the pinnacle of life. They are the best thing that we can develop over time. And there will be hard work involved. But with all that I've learned in my life about relationships and about being single, I believe there is nothing else to make probably anyone happier than a meaningful, invested relationship. So if you have that fear... Don't fear it. Don't fear the fear. Fear is just information. It's something that leads us to something deeper that happened before, that informed our judgments and our decisions without us necessarily being aware of it. And that something needs to be revisited. So even acknowledging that fear is something to be appreciated. In fact, commanded. Because nothing good comes easily in life. And again, for some people, this might be especially difficult. If you had neglectful, emotionally absent or aggressive parents who did not take good care of you, then intimacy can be terrifying. But there is a way for everyone to create that secure attachment that we should have formed in our childhood. And there are ways to do that through therapy, through learning more about yourself, acknowledging that fear and going wherever it leads you to figure out how it was formed 
and finding ways to deal with those issues, with professional help if you need it. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, it is the preferable option. Because when we don't, we are only half alive. If our attachments are not healthy, we can't express our emotions, typically because we feel we need to suppress them, to avoid conflict, to avoid pain, to avoid abandonment. All of those ancient fears will come up. But if we avoid those fears, they will only become stronger. There is no way out of it other than toward them. Because they will become stronger. So the way we deal with it is we accept that pain is part of the experience. In fact, pain shows us that we are probably on the right track. That we're going somewhere where we need to do some work. Pain is part of the learning experience. And if you have a fear about a relationship, current or maybe a future one, it may be useful to ask yourself some questions, such as, what will happen next? To bring out those fears that might come up and see how realistic they might be, and how you can actually deal with the situation itself, as distinct from the fear. So see what might happen realistically, and ask yourself, am I okay with this? Or even ask, what if the relationship works out? If we have a negativistic approach, what if it works out? Because sometimes we don't even expect that, much of the time. Which is curious, because why wouldn't we? Well, there are reasons for that. And they don't make a lot of sense to a person who's quite emotionally healthy. Such as challenging the self-image that we've had, even though it's a really bad one. We tend to cling to it, and we will challenge it, try to negate it. Because that's what we have believed all our lives. We're not good at changing those things. So accept that through working with your pain, that by opening up and trying to do things better, you will get hurt. But it also will be worth it, for sure because something much better will come as a result. And you won't have that nagging feeling emerge every now and then, telling you you're not doing your best, or that you're shooting yourself in the foot. Another good question to ask, just to show how irrational our fears tend to be, can be the question, what is the worst thing that might happen? Really. If this doesn't work out, what is the worst thing that might happen? And what can I do to deal with it? And when we bring it out, we typically realize that our fears are not based on reality. Or at least they're not based on reality as it is now. As opposed to what it has been in the past. The truth is, being able to experience life in all its shades is a gift, and pain is part of the experience. It is a necessary part. We can't be happy without being unhappy sometimes. 
Even pleasure would have no taste without an occasional pain. We're built to have a wide range of emotions. And we are at our best when we can make the right use of all of them, when we can feel them, when we can work with them. Because even if it feels sometimes that there is no light at the end of the tunnel, as it might, that is never the truth. There will be more light at the end than there was at the beginning. You are the master and the sum total of your thoughts. Your thoughts create pictures which lead to your actions. Your actions create habits. Your habits create who you are. And most of all of these, your actions are the key. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of Self-Development. If you got some value out of this episode, or you know someone who might benefit from this podcast, share it with your friends. With questions, suggestions, or insights, write me at pdartofsd at gmail.com. Keep doing your part to create the best possible life for yourself and others. And through what you do, leave the world better than you found it.